Welcome to the Friendly Geordies podcast. I hope everyone has had a splendid week. We spoke a lot about mortgages, interest rate last week. Mm -hmm. So this time, I thought let's mix it up and start off with superannuation. Yes. Very different. Finally. But well, uh, yeah. equally let's start, interesting. Let's all start with, we can all say how much we each have in our super. Go. 500, I think. I Seriously? Think I've got 12,000 maybe. What the heck? Why do you have so much money? Because I used to work at one point. Yeah, I got like eight grand. No, you worked that much. I got like eight grand. And I told that to someone and they nearly spat their drink out being like, you're f No, no, no it, it is very f <laughs> You're the most <laughs> You're the most f no but, like, no, but I started to put superannuation in my own hands. My argument always was... But the lib thing. You were for huh? the libs policy. You've been like, you should be able to take it out. No, no, no. He's no, no. I think you should be able to take it out if you have... A, an accountant with a South African right, accent. But right, 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 right. Look, I, I really understand that I'm not in the same boat as somebody who works at, say, Dan Murphy's, for example, right? Like, I think if you have money to play the stocks, maybe it's better than an index fund. Who right. knows? We'll, we'll all find out in 40 years. But I think that... You put it in silver, didn't you? Huh? You put it in silver. Well, most of it, yeah. That's why I have 500 now. <laughs> I think I'm counting the silver. I think it like it matter if you're <laughs> for most people having a super is a great idea. But for that silver people that are like really good at investing, saving, super is just like uh, Not less super. efficient uh, savings, really. Yeah. Well, that was the argument that my South African is so good. What? He just goes. Well, I don't understand this forced superannuation and nonsense because, look, <laughs> you, you, you're a beautiful couple, but the one day both of you could get, die in a car crash and you, there's all this money there. And then who gets it? I'll tell you who gets it. The tax man. They Damn. get enough of your money already. That's fair. He's onto it. Well, yeah, he's on. onto it. Again, he's onto it with his like, now, now to my next client, Gina Reinhardt. Right. How are you going, Gina? <laughs> <laughs> well, still I'm on his side, you know? Wait, so but speak. But honestly speaking, for most people, it's a bad idea. Also, including you, Jordan. You yeah, are, yeah I'm, not, I'm not a genius investor. Why? Clearly, the Wait. silver's standing right there as a well, reminder. Dude, if you're Dave Sharma, <laughs> it makes sense because your stocks are going to outperform your super. Oh, but, but for risky. most people, like, for example, Miss Love, you need a super. Mm. <laughs> you need to put a certain amount of money yeah. for some other smart guy to multiply yes. it for you yes. piece by piece. That's right. However, Silver. If, Silver. If you're self-employed, then you basically either pay super to yourself or you don't and you don't have a super, which is what all three of us, the boat that all three of us are in. Having said that, however, there's two... Labor's planning on overhauling superannuation. But the first thing that came actually was a news story today is, you know how super can be used as a tax concession? Yeah. Yeah. Miss Love, are you aware of this? Uh, tax concession. Let's just go with yes. Okay. So well, it can. Right. That's the long and the short it can, of it. Yeah. So okay, okay. essentially, if you, let's say you earn $60,000 a year, right? Out of which 20000 you pay in taxes every year. You can choose Shame. to pay $20,000 into your super, which will not be taxed. However, you can't access it yes. until you get you retire. Yes. Yes, but people with $60,000 can't do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's always used by people that are earning 400, 300 grand just money that they can put away as a tax write-off yeah oh which gotcha, which is gotcha, what gotcha. which is what a, a very very like when i found first found out about this i was like 
if I am 50 years old and I am earning decent money, I am putting every cent extra into my super. Mm. If, right. if I want to make, because why would I want to pay tax? And when you're earning a lot of money, you're paying a fair amount of tax. So unless you ethically are very, you know, a, a moral person, it would be ridiculous. In fact, like when I first found out about that, I told my 55 year old mom, you should actually do this because first of all, she's very, she's, she's like, she's not rich at all. So it, like, I was like this way you can save some tax money, but she didn't even do that because she felt a bit weird about that. Shit. But people that are earning a lot of money, it is so such an easy way to minimize your tax. Because then once you eventually get it, you just have to pay like that, whatever that sum of uh, little sum of money. And then all of it, you can just spend on whatever you want. So there, so labor is bringing a policy to stop that from uh, happening for the very wealthy people that have millions of dollars in their super accounts, mm -hmm. which there are. So the average super account has, I think about $700,000 mm. if I'm not wrong. Mm. And how it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit off. Sorry. Which means, which tells you that most people are not able to benefit from Jesus this super God. thing. But if you've got, if you, but some people have like $5 million, $10 million in their super account and they can, are still able to put all of their income into it yeah. tax free. Yeah. And if the liberal government comes in, you can always withdraw that money to buy a house if you want to. Right? Again, tax free because it's supposed to be an investment. So labor is firstly putting up a loophole. This is essentially a tax dodging loophole, let's be real. I don't understand why there's even a debate about this. This is just really, really basic economics. You cut off that loophole mm. and you allow people that have hundreds of thousands in their super to be to avail this opportunity. Because the, the point is that even if you have like $800,000 and you avoid your tax and you put it in your account, eventually when you retire, you will end up spending it. However, if you've got $10 million in your account and you're using tax concessions to put it up to $12 million, you're most likely going to pass it on to your child. Oh. Mm. So it's just dead money. So labor is putting it, but liberal government has an issue with it. The coalition is saying that. So wait a sec, labor is putting a cap on how much rich people can stow away in super. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And liberal government is saying that you need to, so this is not a good strategy. This is not a good policy because um, you need to have, if, if, you're, if you're taking out your super money to spend on a Lamborghini, yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Makes sense. But if you're taking that money out to buy a house, then that's part of your savings and you earned it and you get to keep it. So they're saying that the government should not be in a position to tell people not to be able to access funds that belong to them for assets that aren't uh, depreciative, essentially. And yeah. what's her name? Uh, the Tasmanian... Uh, Lambie. Lambie. <coughs> she said that... If I was not able to access my super in a certain situation, financial situation, <laughs> I would not be able to keep a uh, roof over my children's head. Yeah. And so she's saying that this labor policy is stupid. So there's two, essentially, I'm lumping up two issues. One is rich people are able to like uh, put money aside for tax purposes. Issue number one. Issue number two, irrespective of how much money you have in your super account, should you be able to access it, access it before its maturity if the purpose of you accessing it is to buy some 
uh, asset that will also help you in your retirement. <coughs> mm. the, the, the Liberals never really seemed to care about meddling with super. The last 10 years, all they were doing was trying to kill superannuation for the working class. The last final one that Scott Morrison tried to pull out was pretty much just making superannuation voluntary, which is a terrible idea for the working class. Uh, And he also, they started saying, oh, you should be able to take your money out and put it into a mortgage for a house because they are just looking for anything they possibly can to increase the property bubble and jack it up even more. Mm. Which, mm. as a side note, in hindsight, we know was a terrible strategy (laughs) because of the situation that we're in today. Right now. Well, we wouldn't be here if they were allowed to take it out. (laughs) The RBI gave hundreds of billions of dollars to banks to give out cheap loans without proper uh, assurances that they can be paid out. Yeah, that was their first big bubble increase. And not only that, Scott Morrison at the time when this blunder was happening, Scott Morrison was advocating that you should be able to just access your super to buy another house. Inflated even further. So imagine if you were in that situation, you had $80,000 or $100,000 in your super, you withdraw $50,000, bought a house, and as soon as COVID went over, your property down price 12%. went down by uh. like 50000 So you basically wasted your super because Scott Morrison told you to do. So That's what he wanted. So it's just incredible that as soon as it comes to, all right, we're going to start making super a little more unfair for the rich. Now, all of a sudden, the liberals are up in arms and the biggest defenders of superannuation. (laughs) That's a good point. The party that has been trying to kill it ever since Keating introduced it. It's funny because this policy would only affect the absolute richest of the people. Yeah. So, like, the coalition is like, hey, hang on a minute, you can't do this to the everyday person (laughs) who wants to get a beach house. The third beach house. I've talked to everyone in my circle of investors and bankers, and they all think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, but the, the, you know, uh, <laughs> some said it was good, but they're on the they're the fringe. Yes. <laughs> the when are we going to hear from Quiet Australia? <laughs> Quiet. That, that's how Howard tried to uh, position this. He was saying, this is terrible news for the middle class of Australia. What middle class of Australia has $6 million in superannuation? That's what he was saying. I can't remember the exact amount that they were talking about, but they just pointed it out. And as you said, Ali, there was like middle Australia. And then it points it out. And it's like, it's not even the 1% that they're talking about here. It's like the top 0.5% that are getting affected by it. Oh, but ridiculous. it takes up the entire news cycle. It does. It's, and it's, it's a good uh, idea. Every day you see in the news over and over again, Labor's black backflip on super. But, you know, okay, so the concession bit is just ridiculous. That's just Peter Dutton claiming that he's been bought by private developers and rich people. But the other issue of being able to access your super for a productive asset, uh, there can be a discussion about that. No, but again... I don't think should, I agree no. with it, but I understand there are certain points for it. Yeah, no, there, there is, but not for the average Joe. Not for the average Joe, you're right. And for that the reason... The average Joe, it's not even... Even if they are a genius investor, genius investors go bankrupt all the time, but off their name, they can just get enough money to get more loans and get back in the game. Yeah, no, but if you're a builder, no bank is going to be offering you an investment loan. Mm. 
Yeah, this is equivalent to saying that you should be able to access your pension when you're 30 in hope that when you're 65, you wouldn't need pension. Yeah. Mm. We, we would never allow that because we're like, that's stupid. Yeah. Why would we do that? How do we know? We don't even know what happens when they're 65. What if they still need pension? Who's going to pay for that? But with this, for some reason, we just say like, nah, like let them do it. And you know what else is incredible about Super? It's a... It's really the engine driver of the Australian economy now because there's just been such little investment over successive governments of the last 30 years from Howard to now because what Labor's been in for six of those years and they had nothing. So they haven't really had the time to build up any other industries. Uh, As Kevin Rudd always points out, name an internationally known Australian company. We're an extremely lazy corporate culture. (laughs) And the corporate Australia's idea every time is just get unions off our back, bash them. That's their only uh, ingenuitive idea. The only thing that's actually really pushing investment in this country is the huge engine that Keating created that is superannuation. And it is becoming so big. Uh, uh, This is what scares them. Banana boat. Well, actually, you know what? I've seen it in Fiji. (laughs) <laughs> Internationally round, Kevin Hart, <laughs> eat your heart out. There you go. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Take that, you nerd. Just, uh, just, 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 you know, always speaking. I'm just going for the other side. Don't be even keeled. Labor's <laughs> also brought this policy where they're going to increase your super com- uh, contribution by half a percentage point every year until it reaches 15%, and then there'll be Beautiful. a valuation. Well, it should have happened 30 years ago. Even with all of that meddling, because it should have. That's originally Keating wanted to put it up to 15% and it's just been stymied the whole way by the way. Why does the coalition hate super? Why are they undermining it every time? Because they know that it is making workers an investor, (laughs) like part of the investment class. The working class. Keating made it so that workers are part of the investment class. That is an insane accomplishment that everybody's always saying, oh, so neoliberal, whatever that means. You know, he's siding with the rich. He's made the average Australian have a say in investing. That's huge. That's something that has never happened throughout human history. And the Liberals see the writing on the wall. They know that even with all of their meddling, it is eventually going to get to a critical mass point like it is now already. This shadow government investment. Like Australian super, really, throughout the Liberal years, a lot of the reason that we have all the renewables in this country that we have now is because they're the ones fronting up the capital to get all these wind farms going, to get all this solar panel going. They're also at the point where they're building highways. They're building the infrastructure. So it's getting to a point where it's like, and this is the, the real foresight that Keating saw, there is going to be a point very soon where it won't, really matter that much i mean it would be preferable if the liberals are out but even when they're in all of these terrible investment decisions that they always leave by the wayside to just give their mates some contract for a a highway that just puts you in traffic and then gets other investors to just privatize the road so that you're getting stung for that road instead of all of those terrible investments they're going to be the ones that are building the country regardless of who's in they're creating a shadow government sick yeah I think there's going to be popular popular support for Labor's plans for super, though. I don't think they're going to face a lot of... It's not even that radical an idea. Nah, it's not a winner. It's really... It's not putting a dent into Albo's approval rating at all. No way. I don't see how it can be seen as a negative unless you're, like, very rich. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. Like, I, I think... 
I think the super thing is kind of just done and dusted. I don't think the average Australian cares what happens to superannuation. I don't think they even notice the 15% that's going to go out of their check. Yeah. And then when they retire, they've got a million bucks. Yeah. Hopefully. And then on top of that, the greatest thing, this is the really sad part about all of this is Keating was hoping that it would one day get to the point where you could just eliminate pensions because everyone would just have something better and then you could Mm. have all of that money that we have to invest in giving people these kind of dog food dolls when they're older there won't be any of that anymore Mm. there'll just be old people that are completely dependent which is especially as you're always talking about ali when you get to that gray cliff and all the boomers retire if we had superannuation in place like keating had it he thought about this ahead of time those people would be fine they wouldn't be a drain on the budget Instead, the pension is just going to rise and rise, and every time it rises, it's going to have to get cut, and then the government's going to get blamed for it. But it's 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 a huge burden on the budget. Okay, what about a devil's advocate? I don't think a lot of people are talking about this point. However, I do. It does concern me, and the last two to three years just make it pretty obvious. Superannuation does not necessarily take into account unprecedented inflation that we might face so if your superannuation does increase your value right depending on whatever their investments are at an average of 10 percent, say at an average of 10 10 is pretty good i didn't know it was 10 percent. that's actually pretty decent well it seems to average out at that in these years it won't be but normally it seems to be around your nine and ten area okay if it's nine and ten area well that actually does nullify my argument a little bit but there is a possibility where by the time you retire, you do have a million dollars in your account, but the the real value of the million dollars is maybe uh, $500,000, in which case you're at half anyways. Yes. Or there is a flip scenario that like, you know, Australian share market does exceptionally well and you might end up get, getting a favorable scenario. But I'm saying like, this is a decision that's outside of my hand. So I'm just going to have to hope that the government and the industry or the super industry are on the ball enough that by the time I retire, it's still okay for me. But at the end of the day, I've got no agency over this. Mm. So uh, like there is a merit to that argument. Like it's my money. I know that most people make bad decisions, but just because most people make bad decisions, I have to suffer from some of the bad decisions that the industry might make when I retire based on and at the end of the day was money that I was owed. Does that make sense? It's a very libertarian, I guess, Mm. argument, but there is an argument for that, that I'm worse off because of super. Had you given me the money, I would have invested invested it it in a better way. Yeah. But maybe I would have bought as always with these libertarian arguments. It's like that might benefit the very few people that made very good investments. Yeah. True. Mm. Because if you look at like house appreciations, definitely more than 10%. Yeah, if true. you if you withdraw your super to buy a house and your house appreciates in thirty years by two hundred percent, then maybe that ten percent doesn't add up. Yeah, it might have made sense in the nineties. I really don't mm. see housing going up in the historic rates that we have seen before because it's just been maxed out. No one can buy it anymore. You know, mm. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day when I've been looking for a house to buy. And this scared me so much. He said, wow, I've never talked to anybody who's getting a mortgage. <laughs> what? 
What, he, the, where was he? Why is he talking who, to me? Who was I was guy? there once. Yeah, I was a big shot. I was a big shot. They Call called me, me the Prince of Lithgow. <laughs> I made a mean schnitzel too. <laughs> you jake off. You can afford a house. You just got to put in the elbow grease. Well, I can't anymore. But you know, it was a good time <laughs> once. He was my freaking. I was his landlord. He was my landlord. <laughs> and the landlord I was being floated by the tenant. <laughs> I would have defaulted uh, as soon as the tenant. No, <sighs> not, not not true. That's bullshit. We're fine. We didn't need this. Yeah, stuff. he was fine because he. Got in there before the huge bubble spike. Yeah. No, yeah. he got out of it before the huge and got out of it before <laughs> it as well. In and out, both. It evened out. Everything even. He bought out. low and he sold low. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, we've all had our silver story. Yeah, may, may, <laughs> <laughs> Don't maybe, say I'm not consistent. <laughs> maybe super is a better way to go after looking at this in our. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, let's move on. Shall we do? Misadventures for this week, which oh, I'm very shit. excited about. Oh yes, well, yeah, this was a true misadventure. Yes, uh, it was like instead of buying cow, we're eating wild game this week <laughs> because this is a constant conflict and miss of a mind relationship, which is that <laughs> I want him to go to courts to get content for Aussie courts, and I think you know just go to five or six days of courts and we'll have some gold, right? Every time it's happened, COVID, uh, getting kicked out for looking like uh, he's going to go in and shoot up the court, which is <laughs> fair enough. You know, I mean, the jury's still out about COVID, but, you know, I don't yeah. trust him with that either. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then this week I was like, all right, it's going to happen. This time he's going to go out, he's going to go to the western suburbs, local courts, because they're going to be, let's be honest, <laughs> poor people are pretty funny in court. <laughs> And he, instead, because I forgot to factor in Miss Love's, uh, you know, inherent laziness, he went to the closest court. More like inherent misinformation from the (laughs) quote-unquote boss. Continue. So, Miss Love instead went to, would you like to tell everyone? I've already got to a local court, by the way. infamous, or should I say, famous... Is it Downing Street? Is that what it's called? Downing Center. Downing Center. Now, so I went there. Yeah, for anybody who's uh, from any other city in this country, Slash isn't a professional criminal. <laughs> well, that, that halves it, but yeah. Yeah, especially in our audience. The Downing Center <laughs> is where the most hardened criminals <laughs> in the country go to get tried there's only there's only a couple of court that are a few notches above Wait, that where is downing Center? in the city it's the city one oh, the city liverpool museum. street okay, okay. liverpool street yeah one where you would have gone yeah. to learn there. all right let's let's see how charges pan out that's going to be yes, your little yeah, uni yeah. excursion this week yeah, yeah. and so miss love yeah. thought that he could get some gold content for aussie courts <laughs> from the place where they try people that are facing treason. <laughs> it was an unintentional misadventures. How did you end up there then? Like, so, cause you went for Aussie court research. So this is what happened. This is what happened. So I started off being like, you know, he said, go to a court. It's a court. It's not wrong there. It's a beeping court. Yep. So at first I went to the one up the road, which is like, 
the Australian Court of Courty Court Goodness or some And I went in there and, you know, went in there and the coppers were just like, I was like, is there like an open court here? And they were like, yeah, yeah, there, there is, but they're out to lunch right now. And I was like, oh, I can come back. And they're like, yeah, we, it's mainly uh, high terrorist charges that are undertaken in this court. And I was like, that's fine. And they were like... A lot of gold there. Kind of. <laughs> We've all seen that ventriloquist that has the Abdul, the terrorist classic, <laughs> Classic comedian. But the way, the way that they sort of... Um, it's not so much what they said, it's kind of how they said it, if that makes sense. They were sort of insinuating, get the f*** out of here. Mm. So <laughs> I sort of took the social cue because mm-hmm. unlike you know, the rest of Jordan's staff, I can pick up on those. Yeah. That's true, but also, um, uh, Miss, when, when you went there, did you say, excuse me, I'm here to laugh at criminals? No, I didn't Can say you- that. I didn't say that. I was very professional. Okay. I had my nice court clothes on. <laughs> Which did you? Which yeah, well, that was recommended. shorts, but just washed. Yep. <laughs> Same no. shirt, world's deadliest creatures, all found in Australia. <laughs> On recommendation, on recommendation, I was, I, I, you know, the nice shoes or whatever. So anyway, they were like, nah, like try Downing Center. I'm like, I don't know what the f- that is, but whatever. So I went down the road, but Mr. Crackle on the way was really disappointed with that. Um, <laughs> then I went to the Downing Center and <clears throat> it was intense. You know, they beep you in and and then I went in. I wasn't, I was just like, I'll, I'll, um, you know, I'll, uh, by the way, I was reading the comments of the YouTube, <laughs> YouTube on the podcast last week and someone said, send him to the Downing Center. So yeah. I was just, and I, and I commented being like, wait till next week, champ. But anyway, <laughs> so, so I went in there and then I was like, I asked the cop, I'm like, so I got in and I was like expecting them not even let me in. They let me in and I was like, so where's the, uh, you know, like, where can I go to find, um, you know, is there any open courts? And he said, oh, open court is usually level. He said, I'm not sure, but levels two or three mm-hmm. is usually open court. So I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll go to level three. Walked around there. I didn't really realize at this point, everyone's out to lunch. So I'm like, where is everyone? You know, but they're out to lunch. You know, they do lunch or whatever. So I was just like, where the fuck is it? Eventually, people started to walk around. And it was a weird environment. Like, sus. I'd never been to a court, you know? So it was just... I don't know. It was like very sterile, sort of a little bit antagonist. The cops everywhere is just scary. A scary vibe. Yeah, it is a scary vibe. And um, <clears throat> and basically, I ran into. So I was just like, "Where am I going?" And there was some male guy, and I asked him, "Is like, is this level? Is are these open?" He's like, "Yeah, there's people out to lunch, but these are all these are open when they come back." I was like, "Okay, sweet. I'll just do that." Anyway. I ran into a mate or some guy who was just like, he was just like kind of walking around this old guy and he caught me. He's just like, yeah, you're looking for co- open court, are you? And I was just like, yes. And he was like, yeah, follow me. All the juicy stuff's on level four. And I was just like, sick, I've got a mate. This is mad. I've got a little guidance counselor. So I was Yeah, just, you have a golem that was caught in court. <laughs> yeah, 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 this guy. And I was just like, so how do you know? He's like, oh, I had to come here for something once and then, I found it so interesting. So I just come down every few weeks. I was like, so what? All right, he's me without a YouTube channel. That's yeah, how yeah, Aussie yeah. Court started. Exactly. And then he was just like, I'm retired. So, you know, I don't have much to do. So I just come down and it's just so interesting. I'm like, okay, well, 
Jordan, nice to see you. Uh, and then I was You've aged like, you, you terribly. Aged, yeah, YouTube's really f***ed <laughs> you over. Um, anyway, so essentially, he was my spirit guide. You know what I mean? So he took me up to the esteemed elusive level four. Got up there to... <laughs> I got up there and just instantly surrounded by 15 Spaniards. <laughs> It was so <laughs> scary from the get go. I was just like, oh, no, no. <laughs> dude, Spaniards, friends. Yeah, Spaniards, mate. Spaniards, the lovable oh. chimney sweep character in a well, you know, Dickens oh. novel. He's, <laughs> he's not these guys. Listen, he yeah. knows these there, guys. There it's was... the guy in Spaniards videos in the background trying the HSP with him. He's like, what do you think, bro? He's like, he's good. What can I say? He's good. There yeah, yeah. Don't guy. film me. Put yeah. the camera back on there you. There was something just so menacing about seeing two men singing and whistling loudly with face tattoos, walking around in perfect suits and TNs. It was oh, so it was such, a clockwork orange. Yeah, just such a weird combination. <sighs> you know? And they're just sort of like these ones, like walking around just like, like, staring at me being like, what the f*** are you looking at? Like the sort of look of like, I'll f***ing roll you right now. Nothing, Nothing's going to deter me from doing that. You think I'm scared in here? And I'm just like, I'm just trying not to make eye contact. I'm like, no, I'm fucking scared. No, I'm, I'm scared. Don't play, like, no, I don't like, don't. I, I, it was the scare. It was like, it was like one of the scariest, most life threatening scenarios of being in. I was in a court. <laughs> like it was like terrifying. There was armed cops around. There was, uh, it was terrible. No, there was, but for some reason there was no cops on that floor. All the cops- well, on the parking. Yes. <laughs> All the cops on the parking level of like, oh, it's a test. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have got this fine in the M4. It's like, yeah, you should have. Uh, so no, no, no armed police on my level anyway <laughs> so oh my god so so it was a no-go zone in paris exactly exactly no and very similar racial demographic as well <laughs> without being too overt with detail but uh anyway so i'm i'm and it's and, and there's no one up there except for the people that are being charged that, there's no lawyers there's no social workers there's no cops there's no security nothing just a lot of criminals like going like this close to me i'm just like like what the fuck i thought i was gonna like am i on trial like am i gonna have to so anyway so my spirit guide's just the most relaxed man on earth he's just like hey hey i'm like me and thank i found him because there's no way in hell i would have been able to walk into these courtrooms without him because i didn't know you have to bow to the judge <laughs> actually like i always wondered that what like they're not gonna do anything if you don't bow i don't know man but I, look i don't know but if you got a really prickly one i reckon they put you in contempt yeah, but like, I'm, I'm he's freaking not, he's out not the freaking defended i've i've always i don't think wondered, i was allowed when I've i went always in. wondered what would happen if you did i don't think they'd even did did they even notice that you bowed oh yes yes oh, they, they did <laughs> did you at least take your hat off yeah i had to yeah, I did. The guy was just like, Are you sure? and I was like, yeah, sweet, sweet. That is amazing that these hardened criminals, when you walked into court, were like, where are your manners? Take off your hat. <laughs> so, the so basically, the first one, there's this thing on the door. And this is all just, again, no people, rooms, nothing signifying if you can walk in or not. And you can barely see inside. It's just like the most scary, sterile environment you could ever imagine. You know, you probably know all about it. You both, I don't know why I'm telling both of you two you're you're in court every second nah, week you're, you're a 
lawyer. It's also very it's it's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so like the first, so the first one, there's some like crims watching us, and this guy, this my little guide's kind of just like, hmm, and peeks in. And he's like, and there was a thing that was saying no, no, it was some like Latin way of saying no media, and we couldn't figure it out. And the guy asked someone, he's like, can we can we go in there? He's like, it just means you can't write about the story. And I'm just like there being like. I wish he said we just we couldn't go in. I don't want to go in. And then the guy is just like he's like, don't forget to bow. So I go in there bow. Anyway, we bow. We everyone in Your the new best friend. Everyone. Uh, the court system really makes you realize how much of a peasant you are. <laughs> you, let me set the scene. Let me set the scene. In, you better bow. Like, let me, what let, the fuck? Let me I'm set, already in medieval Europe. Like yeah. seriously, seriously. I'm not being charged. I know, I know, I'm, not, I know. I'm just watching. I'm making sure you're doing your job right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm insanely uncomfortable. I don't know where I am. I don't know. I don't know if this guy's playing me. The spirit guide if he's just having a laugh maybe he's one of the crims i can't think could be i don't know what the is going on mm. we bow i bow and these fluorescent lights walk in everyone in the courtroom so there's a judge a little you know beta judge under him that's like 19 <laughs> for some reason the the guy <laughs> the guy the guy the guy in the the guy in the did you see him Writing down everything? Uh, no, he was just looking around like he was lost. Like he was looking for Mr. Crackles. He didn't know where the fuck he was. I have a feeling that was not the judge. <laughs> no, the guy in front of him. Yeah, also not the judge. He had the little weird thing. Was he the guy saying, all right? He didn't say shit. He just sat there. I think he was He was like the babysitter. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Anyway. Just in case the judge died, they had a backup. Probably, <laughs> probably. Because I think it was rare. the first Kimani does is... Bow again, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so I judge. Anyway, so, okay, quarter so, June. So him, the Lunch. little him, the little like it's five p.m. Lunch. Him, him, the like pale dude who looks like his producer, the crim who producer. at the point I didn't at the, that time didn't realize was the crim. I thought he was just like a staunch, another guy. Then there's like two barristers, a lady in the middle, some guy sitting there, and and that's it. At first, I walk in, they all look at me like the only way I can explain is. Who the f are you and what the f are you doing here? Both of us. Mm. And I'm just like, what the, I'm way over my head here. Go mm. And I follow mm. the guy and sit down. Mm. The, the, the crim the most is staring me down. Like who the f is this crunk? Because there's no one else in there. Like there's no one in the that where we sit. There's no one there. We're the only ones. No public gallery. No, no one. I don't think there was anyone. No, there was none. I think there was none there. So... And that part I sit down. Then a That's a very uncomfortable episode of Judge Judy. Yeah, then I sit there. Then, then a jury walks in they all sit down i'm just like they're all staring at me like who the fuck is this i'm just like what the yeah they're wondering if you should be with them pretty much <laughs> exactly like this guy's lost so anyway <laughs> the prison's that way sir yeah <laughs> anyway so basically the proceeding continues and they call the crim yeah, onto the, the onto the onto the witness stand and then they're reading out the the uh the the, the 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 no they're reading out the the um recorded phone calls that have been tapped from his phone conversations right. and uh just being like so is it true that when you told the police did you steal this es excavator you said no look there's stickers all over it for fuck's sake i shouldn't go into this too detail probably be dead next week but basically he was saying that and then they were like test it was just this painful thing if you could see it going through his mind being like um you know he's screwed should i like lie about this or what was it? he's just he's not enjoying himself at all 
And there was just this cross. Yeah. And, and the the ba- the barrister, I don't know how he was in shit together, was just like being like, you lied, didn't you? You lied. And he was just like, no, I didn't lie. And they're just back and forth, back and forth thing. Uh, <sighs> but, that yeah. is the worst part about a law. When Meticulous. you see a cross-examination. Over and over and over. You've been through cross-examinations. Mm-hmm. That um, is legitimately the most distressing position anyone can be in. Because yeah. think about this, like, there's a certain amount of rules for the for the court proceedings, and then all of those rules, or like a lot of those rules for cross examination, just don't apply. Yep. So oh. you can really, f- yeah. They, they were. They were. And the judge will have to be like, nah, let him continue. Sir, was your mom a whore or not? Answer the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. brutal, and it was just like. I couldn't look at the guy because he was staring at me. I'm just like, just look at the floor. It's just pretend you're in Disneyland. It's all fine. Just look at the weird unicorn and lion in the background or whatever the f- that is. It was just concentrate on that. Like it was just a weird. What? And the golem guy was staring back at you every now and then, being like, "Why, why aren't you enjoying this? You just grabbed show." Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He loved it. And the, everyone in the room's just staring at me. The jury's just like, "You're the real one, aren't you? The Patsy, you did this." And I'm just like, <laughs> all, in the, all, all the while, my stomach's just like. Mr. Crackle I ate before. <laughs> and, um, and basically, yeah, like, you know, the, poor, the, the the dude who looked staunch as, I mean, the main punishment for him was his like ADD wasn't being, you know, he, he was just like, I just want to be on TikTok. Give me 10 years. I can't handle how boring this is. You know what I mean? And um, so he was trying to lie. He was trying to concentrate and he can't. Yeah. And it was just like a lot of, you know, starting sentences with it at the end of the day, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, Basically, Fuck. I stayed there. I just was like, stayed there. We were probably there for like half an hour, maybe longer, till my my guide goes, I'm getting pretty bored. Let's check another one. I'm just like, okay, whatever, dude. You're my spirit dude, guide. It's like the so fucking movies. Yeah. He's, like, so, he's watching Oblivion. He goes like, oh, I don't know. Channing Tatum's Magic Mike is playing in the other. Yeah, can we seriously. That? So anyway, we bowed and got out. And I'm just like, fucking hell. And, uh, Fuck. you know, he Brutal. just, he, we, I, I saw the pieces together. The guy yep. was like, the guy was just kind of like, ah, oh, dodgy. It was a dodgy, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know, uh, building company thing. He was doing extortion. Yes. And I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. And then we wandered around that top floor. Like, again, just like a posse of, like a, basically a gang was in one corner. Yep. It was just staring at me. Just being like, what the f- are you looking at? I was like, yep. not, not you, yep. not yep. you, yep. not yep. you. Yep. Forget yep. my face. Yep. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, and then we went to the next one. Which we wandered into again, bowing. I just bowed, sat down. There were some other people sitting there. Again, everyone is staring at me. The judge is a younger one. He's just staring at me like, what the f are you doing here? And one of the barristers stared at me for ages. Just this old lady kept staring at me and then asked one of her little mates. I don't know, the barristers have mates, like four mates, but I don't know, probably like like emotional support or something. It's like, you're doing good, Lorraine, or whatever the f. And though she asked her mates, you don't impose us support their solicitors. Uh, dude, they just sit there. They don't shut. Could do it. They just don't do anything. Well, they're not allowed to speak. What either. an easy job. Sit and don't it's speak. It's not an easy job. They Are make sure? the entire case. Yeah, for but the yeah, yeah, yeah. They make the case beforehand, and it's like, right, you're on holiday now. Just picture the judge naked. Anyways. That's the that's the job. Anyway, so <sighs> basically, like she's asking her, going pointing at me, going. I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then, and, then, and then that solicitor looks at me and just stares me down. And then he goes to the next solicitor and goes, me, me. And then that solicitor looks at me and is like, me. they're all like, full this figure sussing me. Well, all the while, my little goblin mate's there just having the time of his life, just watching NCIS. Anyway, I 
had the, extra, the, the, the supreme pleasure of witnessing a assault case. So uh, this guy, yeah. so this, classic Aussie courts material. So this guy is a scomo-looking character, and the and the and the and the, and the, and the, jo- the, the barrister. He did it. There's no need for the case. No real connection to Scott Morris. And the barrister yeah. and the barrister is just being like, Joe, you kiss the defendants on the cheek. Was that company policy? And he's like, Look, oh, yes, it was. And it was like, and were they forced to do that? And she was like, No, no, no. It was completely. Uh, you know, up to you, they, 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 it was completely uh, subjective that they had to. And it was like, and we've been told that you would slap them on the, touch them on the leg on occasion. It was like, it was just a jovial, all done at work today. That's all, all it was. And then the judges were like, right. And uh, was it what part of the knee? And he's like, here. He's like, could you demonstrate again? They're like, right, right here. And I'm just there, just being like, that's yeah, so scary. Out of here. So scary. And they, I went into <sighs> more detail about. Well, let's, let's not go into no, the detail because it's very illegal too. But okay, yeah, yep, hey, I won't do that. Keep going. Let me take my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> and so many laws broken then, <laughs> so quickly. And then, you know, I... I, I <laughs> Except for the law to whack one out when you're feeling and, <laughs> that law. And so, so yeah, you, you masturbated in court to that one. And, you know... That's what the barrister was, was looking at. Yeah. Why and is he was, jerking off? Oh, it was just so horrible. And just hearing it, I was just like, it scared me straight. I'm like, I'm never doing a crime Die. ever. I thought about it many times. So I'm not going to do it now. It's scary to be... It's the doing Being in there is way worse than, he, you know, than the prison sentence. So anyway, uh, without getting into too Brutal. much detail, the detail was, was, was experienced. And at that point, I looked at my phone and said... I definitely shouldn't have driven to the city because I had yep. to pay like 30 bucks no. just to park here. Yep. So I, I, unfortunately, weird tour guy, it's time for me to go because otherwise I'm going to get a fine. Oh, that's a shame. I can't sit in on more f- cases. I'm going to go. Bye. And then the guy was like, you sure you're missing out? And I'm like, I got to go and left. And that was my unintentional misadventure. Well, well, I think you've definitely earned your paycheck this week. And, and, and oh. I had my note, mo- notebook the whole time. But not only was, to give you an idea, too scared to write in the notebook, I was too scared to look at anyone in the f***ing room. So the, <laughs> imagine, the idea of opening my banana notebook and be like, mm, he touched her in that part of her butt. Like, I, there's no way. They were no, sussing fair, me fair. for being in there. Absol- yeah, like, no. the barristers were chatting about yeah me. but you know what was happening i don't know exactly what was happening there but why do you think what do you think they were chatting about who is this yeah and why is he here because yes they, why they, is he here they, i don't know if we were allowed if they, there if you told them why you were there they would have been like oh my god there's too many useless people in this country but they would not have been freaked out maybe they were thinking like who's this new character maybe he's related to the defendant <laughs> Why is he randomly just showed up? Yeah. And so now they're thinking like, oh, maybe he's got like some relevance to the case. So yeah, they're discussing, right. they're probably talking like, do you know yes, that guy? Yes, yes. Should we you also this charge guy? this man? Yeah. Well, not charge this man, but like, do we need to know who that person is? But if yeah. you had told them that like, I work for friendly Jordans, they would have been like, oh, you just yeah. wasted five minutes of my time. No, then they probably would have just been like, ah, there's media in the courtroom. Okay, he gets an immediate acquittal. And that, yeah. that would have been the end of oh, it. Probably. Yeah, or that'd be all, all the judge. Miscarriage of justice. Miss Love was in the room. <laughs> or the judge would just be like, wait a second, wait a second. Friendly jewelry. He's like, 
Ah, case of Roe versus Wade. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll actually open up that case. Sure, def- and then I'd go up on the thing and be like, show, how long have you been working for Friendly Joys? I'd be like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and they say, bring out his tapes. <laughs> yeah, bring the tape. Give us your phone. Yeah. Ah, Let's judge if this diaper. is better than the chaser or not. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why there's no notes. But uh, believe me, I was grasping the book tightly to my chest in fear. Sweaty palms. Uh, but you know, that's yeah. what's great about these misadventures. You never know what you're going to get when you take you out into the field. No, it's just raw, no. real life interaction. And yeah. this week's was very scary, and I'm getting secondhand fear from you. <laughs> but next week, <laughs> do we reveal what next week's yeah, misadventure you do. is? Oh, yes, we should, because Miss Love doesn't know this, by the way. But yeah. I had to pull a lot of strings to get this organized. So I hope that you're going to enjoy your next. Week's adventure, which is, would you like to reveal it, Ali? Okay, well let's let's try to give him hints oh, first. For it is sake. a it is a Band-Aid off. it is a gig. You have to okay. go to a gig, right? Okay, you Whose like that? Gig is it? He's I don't cautiously know. optimistic. I don't know. You can see a small smile on his I face. Don't I think. Know. I don't know. <laughs> he loves it. All right, he doesn't need to know. It's a mystery gig. Well, I have to go to get that. Well, we have to give That's, him the ticket. Yeah, okay, he's got us. All right. <laughs> He's learned a lot in court with his legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows his Spill rights. It. Spill his it. Rights. Well, let me show you, and we'll reveal it to the audience. But I want to show. I want to show you first what I it know is. what it, I know what it is. My what? psychic ability just ran. It. It's magic mic. Magic mic. No, better. Look, first uh, of all, it doesn't have the name. But look at the pricing. Holy shit! Yeah, it's an expensive yeah. ticket. What the? F- and and they didn't you. have any tickets left. We had to scrimp. What because we were looking for the worst ticket possible. It's not Harry Styles, please. And it's Harry Styles. It's not. Harry Styles. No, it's not Harry Styles. We're seeing Love on Tour. Oh my God. What day is it? No. It is this Friday, 5 p.m. Started early. You'll have time for a lovely dinner afterwards. I'm going to forward you the tickets so that you have them here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe no. <laughs> it's, it, I'm going to get arrested for being there. <laughs> you spent money on that? Looks like the lawyers had it right to look at you, Miss Love. You sex pest. <laughs> Stop perving at Harry Styles in his lovely dress. I'm going to get arrested. It's for 14 year old girls. <laughs> I cannot wait for the photo. Remember how uncomfortable Miss Love was at a Tame Impala concert. I can't wait for the photo of him in his little journalist glasses there. I have to wear the glasses to see him too. And you will because they are bad seats. Oh, no. So I'm not even in the pit. I'm not even in the pit. You'll be able to see Harry Styles' left ear maybe. Look, if you squint look, hard enough. Look, boys, you know what? I'll, gi- I'll, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. You know how to, you know how to have a laugh. <laughs> uh, you know what? And I'll say this too. I'll say this too. At least it's not Magic Mike. <laughs> oh, well, well, that's next week. Don't so. ruin our future Harry misadventures. Styles. So stay tuned it's for just, next week uh, where Miss Love gives us his misadventures. It's so much money. From prison. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, <sighs> time to time to go down the what, what, what's that? F- 
Uh, uh, watermelon juice lane yay is that what it's called is it watermelon watermelon he should go to jail for that that was (laughs) way too suggestive you know what sucks about this I that you already bought tickets no 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 (laughs) I know I'm not gonna know anyone there that's great well, well, Why would you want to run into someone at Harry Styles? Where I didn't know you were a fan, miss. I'm putting this on the internet right now. Look, hey, guys, everybody. Forrest Tall looks like he's an actual uh, bit of a sellout. He's not the music aficionado he thought he was. Yeah, I'm going to get my, my, my cred is going to be bumped down so many <laughs> levels. <laughs> uh, hey, make sure you. Hey, f- it. I'm, I'm just going uh, to drink a lot and, uh, you know. Be my guest. <laughs> Where is it? It's some stadium, right? It's not the obviously. Anymore, is it? No, what, Harry? Uh, Come, on. where is it? I don't know. Ali, is it ANZ? Let me just check. It's so scary that stadiums are now GIO Insurance presents <laughs> entertainment. Oh, it's <coughs> Olympic Park. Yeah, that's ANZ, uh, right? I'm gonna uh, Ek- actually Sydney Olympic Park. Mm. I might know someone that's going. (laughs) (laughs) And it's definitely a female. Oh, shit. uh, Hey, impromptu date. I've just uh, messaged you the tickets for it. Make sure you get there Friday, 5 p.m. (laughs) Awesome. (sighs) Great. Well... In a stadium that is presented by an insurance company with music that sounds like it was designed for an insurance company (laughs) ad. (laughs) Who paid for it? Yours truly. (laughs) We we had to go to a lot of planning for this. Look, it's not as f***ed as I thought it would be, but, you know, it's still pretty (laughs) (laughs) Be sure to bring the monkey book. For once, it'll actually be in place. I will. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. It must be the... When's it on Friday? Yeah. Well, plans cancelled. Plans cancelled. You take them off the etch a sketch. What's that for? I can't remember. (sighs) Well, now that we're on the subject of music, ladies and gentlemen, this is our third Bible. I know that we haven't read through the other ones, and frankly, that's because we lost them. (laughs) And it'll only be a matter of time before we go through this. But this is a book that, uh, when I was helping Miss Love move, I pointed out and couldn't stop laughing at the various. Let's be honest, freaks that by freak accident are extremely wealthy. And the quotes that we came in. This is my book. This is just my book that Jordan was just like, this guy's f***ed. And I'm like, well, now that you've pointed it out. Can I? And they all just have quotes of what they think music is. It's it's a picture book, more or less. This is uh, if children's books were terrifying because it's all just these people that will refuse to accept that they're 60 and are trying as hard as they can to What's regain their youth. Ice Cube at the bottom? Probably. No, it's not Ice Cube. I think it's another one sort of like, fleet but fleet but one of those guys. Another hype man? <laughs> I think so. Are you going to go random page? or first? I think random's Well, I, go, I put down Yoko Ono and her quote, so let's Done. start with that. Start. And it's one, ad- it's one a pod. We've got like 50,000 to get through, so show... You got to show that. Well, read it and then show the picture. Because it's just. And for we some need reason, to know if you agree with this musical right, okay. theory. Okay, so it's going to be on. Okay, all right. Yoko Ono says, "Music is harmony. In the big picture, we are just part of the harmony called the universe. Imagine standing outside the universe and listening to the music it creates. It's nice to know that we are part of it. All sounds are potentially dangerous, 
All sounds are potentially medicinal. All sounds are beautiful. He said by the woman <laughs> that broke up the Beatles, who I think now is a celebrity chef. Why has she got a little pastry hat on? Because <laughs> she's an artist. I'll tell you this. She is taking the band into strange new places. <laughs> what is that new place? <sighs> HN? I don't know. I... How is she still alive? <laughs> Dude, she won't be. It turns out uh, Paul McCartney was saying that Yuko Ono was not the reason why the band broke up. He's saying John Lennon was. He was just didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, really? Look, yeah, look. And he was saying look, Yoko my, Ono was a... Now that I think about it, she's pretty inoffensive. We've all got to stop it. He was saying that Yoko Ono wasn't the problem. Yoko Ono was just a symptom of the problem. Oh, right, right, that right, man right. was. Man, look. Yoko Ono should be at the Downing Centre to clear her name. <laughs> level three, though, not level four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of agree with that wish-washy weird thing. Harmony, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's right. It is all kind of harmony, but not if it's dissonant, then it's not really a harmony. So that's factually incorrect. And like all, all, all harmonies are beautiful. <laughs> Andrew Tate here. All harmonies. <laughs> well, that's factually incorrect. <laughs> all harmony, all music, all, all sounds are beautiful. I yeah. don't think you've heard Jordan scream in one of his outtakes for his show. Hey, that's potentially medicinal. Keyword potentially. A keyword potential might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So well, the quote the gave me hope. The Bible, the Bible is spoken. I think that's on the side of the better quotes. I think we'll get on some way dumber ones. That's not too bad. It's like yeah, I don't think so. It's not too bad actually. I mean, yeah, all everything is music. The but here's the big, other big question: Is she actually a musician? I mean, no, what's she's a an musician? Artist. What's a musician? Well, a That's musician why she has someone, that quote, so yeah, she is. Someone that plays music is a musician. That's the crazy she thing. I think she's You're like, a musician, dude. You play the sax. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't. I forgot about that, but... Yeah, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> he was a saxophone player in high school, just so you know. But that music is still resonating in the universe. Well, it is to me. Yoko Ono's <laughs> picking it, too. That beautiful moment when I think I... I think I just saw you holding it, but I can imagine. I, a man can dream. Yeah, man. Look, you you, you can dream. That's fine. I'm not picking it up again. <laughs> I, I know my limits. Who was your inspiration? Lisa or Bill Clinton? Lisa, obviously. Oh, yeah. Who's Bill Clinton? I was eight. I was. That's why I was just like, wow, I'm going to be her if I have a sex change, which unfortunately, because it's the 90s, I'm not allowed to do. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, and that's the new encouraged. Bible. That is the new Bible, and uh, till next We'll time. be hearing from it next week. <laughs> from the, All right, then who? let's move on to our next segment. Dude, this one is... Uh, this one's a bit of a doozy, because in the cosmic world, like in cosmic sense, it's good, but it might be bad. So... Biden has unveiled a new plan called the um, Inflation Reduction Act, which, surprise, surprise, has nothing to do with inflation, really. <laughs> it's Americans are genius at that. He's spending half a trillion dollars pumping it into green energy projects, including green energy exports. You don't have to seem so disgusted by no, it, but, but I think <laughs> it's a pretty good move. It's a good move, but this is pretty Sorry. bad for us. Yeah, but I'll because take that for the team. As soon as this announcement was made, investors all over the world that were investing into Australia to be the next potential green superpower are saying like, nah, we're going to like move this investment to the US because... 
There's half a trillion dollars to be made. And this is what's being said about it. Australia has a prime opportunity to be the clean energy superpower, but the brightest minds and the biggest wallets are now looking to the U.S. for their oper- for their best opportunity. It is immediately clear that the U.S. package dwarfs the level of support Australian governments provide to clean energy transition. The consequence of inaction have potential damage to Australian competitive competitiveness across all industries for decades to come. Taking the next step in Australia's clean energy transformation requires stronger action and support for the industry. Bruh, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's good. It's good for the world, but I don't know if it's great for us. This complicates things for us. Yeah, but do you care? Yeah, We're rich enough. Yeah, but, like, we want to be richer, bro. <laughs> Is that it? We want to have fuck you money. When, when people <laughs> see Australians, they want to go, oh, my God, that guy's got fuck you money. That's what I want for this country. Wow, it really does show how powerful the United States still is. Yeah, we've got a trillion dollars just to throw around, which is yeah, why. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is the only way for us to salvage the situation. Yeah. We jump ships, we switch to China's side, yeah. and we are all on easy street, baby. Then we've got to contain the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up? The U.S. containment strategy. Are we in it? Yes? No? Okay. You got my vote, Harley. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, look. you got to hand it to him. Yeah, the guy's making great moves. It's a really good... When is he going to start getting some credit? It's a really good move for them. Yeah. It's a good move for us. Yeah, but also, look, I think we also do need to remember this. As much as we focus on Australia a lot, we're big geographically and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, does it really... Like, I think Chicago has more people. Yeah, <laughs> oh, shit. it's one thing. It, it, the the good the the silver lining, I suppose, is it's one thing to throw money at a problem. It's another thing to like actually make that industry into a productive enterprise. Yeah, and Australia should say, okay, we don't have the most money flowing around in this industry. First of all, we need to probably put a lot more money into it, but more importantly, you can whatever you can get better results. You have access to huge markets in asia we just have to like do it better now the it's like netflix versus amazon and paramount and we've got to make sure that our platform is the best one (laughs) it's not gonna happen it could it could but like it should this is the other thing as well it's a big ask to ask us to step up to the plate in reinventing the global energy grid. <laughs> but I wish we had a hey, 10 us year, then India. Come on. I wish we had like a five to ten year head start, which we don't. Which we could have. Which was ruined by the Liberal Party. But if we had that head start, if let's say like after the Malcolm, maybe if, even if Bill Shorten had come in, and the best thing would have been if like uh, like uh, uh, Malcolm Turnbull had lost that election, then we could have actually been in a position where we would have already had that head start. So. People that would have been investing at this point would have said, okay, we can invest in the U.S. in hopes of making a lot more money. However, Australia, the the investment's already ripe. And we could have taken that head start, but we don't. And so now we have to compete with the U.S., which is not going to be easy. Well, come on, let's just bring Holden back. 
<laughs> yeah. Let's just give up. Agreed. Well, let's not bring Holden back. That was <sighs> a dead enterprise. <laughs> ah, where's your patriotism again? Well, if we were making it ourselves, it would have been great. But we were basically buying Ford uh, uh, cars and selling it back to them because our domestic Well, have you got a better idea? <laughs> yours is, let's still compete with the US. A That's big, yours. Big. I got an idea. We'll make our own Netflix. Man, we can't. It's different from the Damn. car market. The car market problem was that our domestic market wasn't big enough because people like you don't believe in big Australia. So we didn't have a big enough population. Too right. And plus, we weren't indigenously making this. Our labor costs were high, so it made no sense. However, with energy exports, there's a huge market in Asia that we can export energy to. There's a lot of plans already yeah. happening. There's already a plan on its way to power half of Singapore with Australian uh, renewable energy. So I'm saying is like we've got a market over there. We don't have to fuck up this one is what I'm saying. Just because Holden left doesn't mean that now we're doomed to live this life forever. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't see what other options are. It's Holden or Expand batteries. We've got nothing. Export Gomez. energy to... Mexicans have got us beat on that too. <laughs> Export energy to Southeast Asia, India, China, and we're sweet. It looks like the Americans are going to beat us. But, like, think about it. Like, Americans are going to export renewable energy from continental North America all the way to... Well, maybe they'll just set up a bunch of American companies here. Yeah. They might They might do it... They might be able to, like, export it to uh, Europe, South America. And, of course, their domestic market is massive in itself. So, they're good. But, dude, we've got to look towards Asia. We've got to figure out how we can get uh, Asia hooked on to our, you know... Heroin like renewable energy. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Look, you, it's probably going to happen anyway. You're right. We still have that competitive advantage, but that is all. But we, we need have to step up point. our game. Like, we need well, to. Well, like, it's happening. Yeah, it is. It is happening. But what I'm kind of miffed about now is we were getting positioned by Chris Bowen to be the hydrogen superpower of the world. Yeah, that's also, by the way, half a trillion dollars. A lot of it that is in hydrogen technology. Well, and that's the biggest us. competitor for us because they're poised to be the next biggest hydrogen. So exporter. sad. Oh, such a wasted ten years. But I am really happy about the fact that Biden actually is living up to his promise of becoming the leader on the fight of climate change. Yeah, that is that is right. Like he's really absolutely dwarfed Obama's legacy. So you think he's gonna he's gonna be the president again? I hope to God, and I honestly think that he will. I think the Americans are bitching and moaning now, but I really think that the the, the Republicans are completely unelectable. Have you, have you did you hear the running? news who's, about? Isn't Ron actually, running? That's what I was going to talk about. Have you heard? Uh, a lot of experts are saying that basically Trump has won the Republican nomination. Yeah, obviously. Really? Yeah, of course. Because of, uh, of what's her name? Nikki, Nikki... Yeah, that's it. Nikki ben Haley. Shapiro says that Ron's got it in the bag. Yeah, of course Ben would say that. Well, Ron? DeSantis, you mean? Yeah. DeSantis well, isn't going to... Well, the problem is, Ben Shapiro also saying that Trump's got it. So Ben Shapiro, oh, I think, really? is saying a lot of shit. What, what's happening is that... I can't believe Trump's going to go Most again. Republican voters don't want Trump. Yeah, right. However, I can't imagine if he got in again. How, and, and how good is it to him announcing just being like, I'm going to be the president for the third time. Uh, <laughs> but if he That's does, if Trump wins, he's, he can only serve one term, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Unless right. he changes it. He's a technically, dictator. You're, <laughs> technically, you're allowed to serve three terms. Did you know? How's that? You can't get reelected the third time, but you can uh, serve three terms. If for whatever reason shit. you end up taking. Oh, what? You just become vice president and then you kill the president. You can actually legitimately stay being the president if some unforeseen circumstances happen, like with FDR. Or a late fraud. (laughs) (laughs) No, FDR, that was before. That was before, but you still legally, you're allowed to, you're allowed to only contest for elections twice and win, but you're allowed to serve three terms. There have to be some unprecedented circumstances for that to happen. But technically speaking, you can. Well, there you go. It's definitely but not going to happen for that, Biden. So according, <laughs> to, according to what the experts are saying is that Trump, most Republicans don't want, want Trump to be the nominee, which is good news for the other parties. However, that collective group that is anti-Trump is divided into camps. So the biggest camp being DeSantis. And then now uh, Nikki Haley has also come into the race. So she gets a chunk of it. And divided, they fall. So Trump's followers are smaller in numbers, but they're diehards, where it's Trump or bust. So essentially, the more people that come into the race, the more chance Trump has to actually win the nomination. Mm, mm. So if it's DeSantis versus Trump, DeSantis legitimately has a good chance of winning the nomination, not Trump. However, if it's DeSantis plus someone else and Trump, Trump has a better chance of winning. Right. So it seems like unless if tr- if uh, Biden decides to contest the next elections, which he can, then um, it's it might be Biden versus Trump again, which no one wants. If you look at the opinion polls, about thirty percent of the people would be satisfied with that combination, and about the same thing, thirty to percent of the people would be satisfied with the Trump. Trump presidency. However, only 35% would be satisfied with the Biden presidency. So if you look at the American populace, they want different options. They don't want Biden or Trump. However, the it's structured in a way... God, they're babies, though. They that. just want a new face. Mm. That's it. They want a new face. They, because they can just project whatever they want onto it. <laughs> yeah, but like Biden is also losing his marbles a little bit. Who cares? He's doing amazing things. Yes. And on is top of that, like, he losing... <laughs> oh, okay. He really screwed Australia on this one. <laughs> Wish we could vote. Uh, yeah, but on top of that, I don't really care that he's losing his marbles. It's funny. It's charming to me. And he seems to be, honestly, really capable of what matters, which is actually passing legislation and vetoing the bad stuff. So he's getting a lot of it through. Yeah, and he seems to understand how Washington works on a level that no president he, beforehand That he's really did. good at. Mm. You have to give him. Dude, he spent, he's been in politics for 500 years, I think, now. <laughs> yeah. He knows how to pass legislation, how to gather support. Mm. But he might just draw, die any moment. That's all right. Write it, write it out. Yeah, know. I don't really see why we, that's a matter. And then we get that vice president that's been in hiding this entire time. Yeah. Because the day she came in, she went out there a little too happy. And then her Democratic strategist told her... That was a terrible move. It's terrible. You've got to go back into hiding now. Right. So yeah, yeah, no yeah. one knows where she is. But she becomes the president. And then that paves way for Trump to be the president again. Dude, it's always the same, isn't it? It's like... 
like everybody else, I really didn't like Kamala Harris, but now that everyone hates Kamala Harris, you like I such don't a like her, but just give her a break. What do you mean give her a break? She is nowhere to be seen. No, I suppose she's taking she's a break. She's been Fair on enough. a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's on a break. Having yeah. said that, tying in the last thing, the Biden's uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act, don't you think for Australian national interest, it would be better if a Republican became the president? Because right. like the oh, Iran yeah. nuclear deal, they would scrap that. Immediately. And then all of that investment will come back. Oh, yes, shit. yes. All right, so Friendly Geordies officially endorses DeSantis. Trump. Trump. <laughs> either one. Either one. Either one. Either one. I have full faith in both of them ruining it. <laughs> Fuck. Man, if Trump On the plus won, side, we get rich. Oh. But on the negative side, the world dies. Yeah, it's fine. It's a bit of a tit for tat, isn't it? I want me... me uh, the cosmic ballet goes on. Exactly. The cosmic ballet. And uh, boys, I think you've all started to lack in on your genius business ideas that we're trying to develop, <laughs> where we're making, this is a long-term project of the Friendly Geordies podcast. We're making Miss Love and Ali millionaires in their own respective business ventures. Okay, now here's the problem with our business ventures. Right after I made that business idea, I refer to the IMDB for landlords. I actually got the first wave of messages were really encouraging, where people mm -hmm. were like, that's genius. Mm. I'll help you build this app. Wow. I know coding. What? Whoa, he's got like, you beat, miss. Oh, maybe I'm oh, onto something. Fuck. Two to three days later, I started getting messages saying like, someone stole your idea even though you said patent pending. And I went on this website and it's exactly what I said. Shit. And I was like, they did steal my idea until what? I read established in 2020. <laughs> and then uh. I was like, oh, okay. So it seems like there's a few that are doing that already. Okay. So what? You're I'm just giving up. I'm, I'm, Is that it? I might give up After on that. After your big spiel about how Australia shouldn't bow out, no, they should punch on against bigger competitors. And then look at you now, Ali. It's also that... It's always okay it's for someone else to do it. It's also not the best time to come up with an app idea. The tech world is going through a recession. And uh, there was a lot of people that had app ideas. I'm hearing and a lot of no's. Did you hear... You, you know what the biggest part of this tech bubble bursting is... People like us who had ideas, and then rich people listening, they're going like, "That's a really good idea." <laughs> I'm gonna give it. you a billion dollars to work on that because uh. this will become the next trillion dollar company, and then they go and live it up in Vegas. Yeah, but that's how well, tech companies always the work. unicorn bust, as they say. But well, look. hey, it doesn't matter, Ali. Look, the top twenty percent are always employed, and I think that your idea, while having I been done many times that, over. I think there's more than top 20% that are always employed. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I feel uh, like... I, look, Ali, look, this is rule number one about business that you're already failing. You're not backing yourself <laughs> at all. You're looking for every excuse out of the book to not push on with this idea that has been done many times and better. <laughs> well, but I'm saying, like, what if we move to the second idea? Which, which was? was? Uh, the comedy workshops. Okay, well, then that's fine. All I'm asking now is that we go into at the phase, which is advertising. So you're trying to wrangle up support for your business idea. Mm -hmm. So you gave the pitch last week and, and uh, the week before, and both of you passed that in flying colors. Yeah. But do you have the marketing strategy down, Pat? Let's find out. Well, look, Ali, Let's you're, your you're, you're just a quitter. I'm a go-getter. Well, g give, yep. us, give us your ad. Read it. You Look, can be the exact. See, Miss Love is just pretty much becoming the Eddie the Eel of this race. He was He's, also there's no told, one else there. He was also told to come up with this ad before the pod started. 
true. <laughs> yeah. No, I told him. Don't. That's true, me. True. I I told you this last week. And you yeah, yeah. I'll get on it. Yeah, yeah. But I've been busy. You know, I don't have time for this bullshit. <laughs> Stumbling upon it. <laughs> you don't have time to be a millionaire. Obviously not. I guess not. I God. care about I, the people. Yeah, okay. Well, that's fine. That's great. You've got the HR part <laughs> down pat. Unfortunately, you need to build the business first for there to be an HR department. Well, there. Read it. Okay, here's his ad. It's two sentences. <laughs> no, it's one. Here's his ad. Uh, and I assume that you've decided to go with the dildo that has Pokemon on it. Yeah, it was a little rushed, but that's Pokemon all about... Dildos. That's but, the best idea. Being, like entre- being entrepreneurial is all about thinking on your feet. Yep. Should we call them Pokemon Go's or is that name taken? That's taken, but we'll work. work yeah, but we'll it. come up with the name later. The point is you've got the ad. Yeah. Ad. Gangnam style ad, but Photoshop the Pokemon dildos in the dude's hand. <laughs> is that win? <laughs> but dude, he's Korean. So what? <laughs> so what? Well, that's insensitive, miss. What do you mean? What's the problem there? Well, it's just it's Japanese. You thought you'd get a Japanese ah, celebrity. Same or, shit. Same. Whatever. The West won't mind. I think they would. I think the West. I think the, the world has moved on from Sai. I don't know if he's got the same I, that's plan the thing, I'm bringing him back. I'm pretty sure he's in prison, if I'm not wrong. I'm, Something what? happened. Yeah. Sai is in some serious trouble. Are you fucking well, serious? Well, I'm bringing him back. offering him a lifeline. Sai, if you're listening, I'm willing to collaborate. My investment still stands at zero dollars. Where's your, where, where, you know, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> if you really care about making it back. Well, he's out of jail now, but he was Perfect. in jail. Well, there you go. It worked out. Yeah, there we go. That's, it's time for his comeback. <laughs> we don't even Lord need knows him. He needs it. We don't need him. All I need is YouTube and Photoshop. Yeah, but I think he might have to agree. Oh, he to- have to okay it. Nah, not this, you think I'll get in trouble for that? I think it won't go unnoticed that you are uh, <laughs> illegally copywriting the most downloaded song in history. All right. Fair. Fair. I'll take so, that on account. Well, but there's, not out of there's the- some bugs. Yeah, slight hiccups, but something that I'm willing to sort of iron out. Hey, what about my... Well, check out my ad and tell me if this beats... I think it does. I think it beats pretty much every ad ever made. You start off... Okay, yeah. It's, it's a TV ad, right? Wow! Oh, still Wave idea. of the future. Okay, it starts off. Whatever. It's <laughs> TV, a. It's yeah. a video. It's a video <laughs> ad. <laughs> video ad. It's going back in time. A video. I ad. mean, it's like it's meant for YouTube. Whatever. It's like it's in video. Oh, Moving images ad it's, is what I'm saying. You're saying it it's on the internet. All right. We, we oh man, you. this is a bad pitch. <laughs> it starts off. Fuck. With a crowd, audience with like a projected image on the screen of just the back. An outline of Chris Tucker, and it says Chris Tucker live, and everyone's saying, Chris, 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 Chris. God, you're Chris. both going for the huge celebrity and then, endorsements. And then, like, uh, 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 Chris, uh, Chris Tucker comes out, and just as he said, it stops, and it's like still images. Like, do you want to be this man? Do you want a crowd? <laughs> do you want to be Chris Tucker? People? Nowadays? Uh, 500 people. <laughs> Probably not. A crowd of 500 people changing your name? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then some guy goes like, yes, I do. How do I do that? You just have to crack jokes. But I do that already. How come I'm not Chris Tucker? That's because you're not that good at it. It's like, 
oh, so you have to be lucky to be Chris Tucker's like, not so much. And that's when you come in. We get an ad of you. Hi, my name is Jordan Shanks. I used to be a miserable Ali, this comedian. isn't an ad. This is an infomercial. <laughs> this is a 30-minute ad. Yeah, well, we'll do it for 4 a.m. We'll do it on for 4 a.m. Okay, great. So artists target are always, audience. Artists are always up late at night. It goes like, <laughs> right, yeah, right. I, I, used to be, ghosts haunt. I used to be bad at comedy. Until I realize, hang on a minute, it's not something that you're born Fuck. with. Yep. It's something that you have to work at. Uh, comedy workshops are now happening near you. And the rest of it is work in progress. But I'm saying, like, that's <laughs> the gist. Great. Well, it's we've vintage. really... Okay, it's, it, it's, it's over the 30-second mark. <laughs> it didn't quite hit 30 minutes. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is how it becomes 30 seconds. <laughs> this, is, this is how it gets 30 seconds. You play it... At times two playback speed. So no one understands what's happening. Oh, you do. It's the one below that. It's when you're like, you can't understand it, but I can't they believe just I won like... this challenge. I'm so stoked. <laughs> it took me two seconds. I'm a genius. Well, he's in prison, all right? So you can't. He's out, actually. Yeah, no, he's, he's out, out now. He's yeah, out. no, he's got you beat on everyone. <laughs> Jesus, genius. Ali. Like... Genius entrepreneur mogul. Man, I... Ali, like I I appreciate the effort that you put into it <laughs> to get it to the point where it's like in that weird stage where you take muffins out of the uh the the oven still and wet. like still, huh? still a bit wet St yeah it's still a bit wet but you know like you cooked the muffins <laughs> you just took them out a little bit too early that's right which means <laughs> once the muffins are <laughs> done go with the pitch <laughs> And I was like your foot in the door attitude all of a sudden from that, somebody that. who immediately was trying to disqualify himself. I expected that response. In fact, I encouraged that response, which is why I want you to know mm -hmm. the muffins can be done if baked for an appropriate amount of time. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying like. What? It has potential. <laughs> That was the shittest ad okay, so pitch I've ever heard in my pitches. whole life, and I'm 33. I have this half-baked idea. You I've, do the rest. I have a terrible, un, let's be honest, Ali, objectively terrible idea. <laughs> Invest. Wait, who doesn't want to be Chris Tucker? It's genius. A lot of people. No one knows who he is anymore. <laughs> but comedians who are struggling do. Okay, zero point zero. Well, that is his target market. To be fair to him, come on, throw him a bone. Well, there's those five guys. Hopefully, are watching at four a.m. <laughs> and let's hope that they sit there and watch the hope other like twenty-eight you. minutes of blank screen. <laughs> <laughs> hope they're like Chris Tucker or Friendly Geordies, the most popular comedians in the world. Guys, you're gonna have to help us out for next week. Do you? Who wins? No, what happens after this? Like, I'm out. I, we've got the business pitch. We've advertised it to the public. <laughs> what do you do after that? Do you, this is the question mark in the underpants no meme. <laughs> it's like it's like okay, idea, advertising, question mark, profit. What's the question mark? Where do we go from here? I let's don't start. Know. Let's start putting some footwork on the ground. I guess we'll do a poll. And so, what happens once they vote on whose marketing pitch was better? What I don't even think that. I think they just we need to know what do you do next, right? So we know what to do next. Okay. That is not thought. Out. Hey, someone just pulled out half baked muffins too right now. <laughs> yeah, but the man, like things half baked. <laughs> I'm trying it's here, boys. <laughs> I'm really trying. <laughs> I want you to succeed. Fuck, you are really like trying. A, you got and two jobs. That Greek god forced yeah. to push a boulder yeah. up a mountain yeah, you, for eternity. Yeah, you are, except you're pushing two. 
Yeah, I know. Like, he had it easy. Mm. You've got two jobs. First, tell us which marketing pitch was better. And second, <laughs> tell us what the question mark Jesus. is. The bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Thank you for joining us this oh, week. Oh, oh, boys. I had one more quick segment that I wanted to get out. I remembered this from back in the day when there was two other uh, unknown people there uh, <laughs> that we won't name. We'll not be named. Uh, but th Watch. there was this segment that we used to have called Slice of Life. And I'd just like to go around the corner because I think it's a nice palate cleanser if we go to each of us and we just have a little observation that I think that we can all relate to. Now, it doesn't have to be amazing. In fact, the real winner here is the one that's like, yeah, that's that's something that everyone's experienced. Ooh. Okay. So I'll give you an example, right? Give us an right? example. Okay. You wake up in the morning and you think, should I get out of bed? And you think about that question for a few minutes. I've been there. And then you go back to bed. There's, you give the man the trophy. Proverbial trophy. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, there's no trophy in this. <laughs> That's great. Wait, so does it have That's to be great. as mundane as that? No, it doesn't have to be. It's just, well, it's a slice of life. Can we go like historical slice of life? Does it have to be current? Something that's happening right now? What, something that <laughs> Napoleon can relate to. Is no. that what you're saying? From your own childhood. You every single segment <laughs> in the ass. Okay, okay, what about this? Yeah. As a kid, yeah. everyone's done this. Yeah. You open the fridge uh -huh. and you see the light turn on and you go like, at what point does that light really turn on? And then you slowly close the fridge to see when it happens. Yep. Everyone's done that. Slice of life. That's Slice good. of life. And is there a small man doing it? Mm. Well, maybe it was just me that wanted that. Was that. Just you, that was just you. And you I'm still not childhood. convinced. <laughs> uh, I've got one well, that... that was that, not a slice of life. <laughs> I've got one that I can just take from my own day-to-day. -day. How about this? How's this? And it, I don't know if it's relatable, but it have, anyway. Uh, you, putting dots on your friend's ass <laughs> and filming it. Yeah, when you just connect, be a mouth. Get, getting... Right, guys? We've <laughs> all been there. When you connect... The I won't be here at the podcast next time. I'll be at the Downing Centre. <laughs> when you and connect the Russian muff to <laughs> no, the wrong You're going to be witness. <laughs> I wish I had a Gibson. Uh, Greco for me. Greco-Roman. Um, yeah, okay. You're, mm. on your, you, you, you're on your bike. Mm. Sun setting. Mm -hmm. Should I turn my little light on at the back? Mm -hmm. Or not? Mm-hmm. Nah, can't be bothered. Boom. Slice of life. Slice of life. Slice of life. There you go. Bon appetit, Wait, you, world. I'm well, liking that. How come that? you didn't get a roast of like that was terrible? Because that, my friend, is, is a slice that's of a slice of life. No, that's not a slice of life. A slice of someone riding a bicycle, the sun is going down and they think, oh, I should probably turn my lights on. They always do turn their light on. Incorrect. He's actually probably, yeah, he's got a point. Look, that's amazing. It's just like no one has a relatable. This is the whole, what we're trying to get at here is something that everyone can be like, yep, done it. Well, I thought that was me. I thought that was that, but. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll try again next week. And well, what about this one? <laughs> I don't think he has the leg to stand on what to about critique this other people's slices, considering his track record. <laughs> <laughs> what about this one? Yeah, asking if it can be from 1812. Yeah, exactly. What? Couldn't it be involved you remember? the UN and Chris Rock? Well, I suppose. Chris Tucker. Whatever. UN's part of life, I guess. What about this slice of life? You remember Are that... Are you going for another one? I'm going for another one. I'm redeeming myself. 
you remember, oh, where's my phone? And you go, and it's there. And you go, oh, okay, that's good. It's right here. Yep, that's pretty good. That's it. That's what I'm talking yeah, about right there. Better, Next week, we're going to have King Charles III on the podcast, and he's going to give his slice <laughs> of life. Don't you hate it when you're signing an official decree, and then the ink goes all over your hand, and you think, oh, this blasted pen, and then it becomes a worldwide meme. Old sausage. <laughs> sausage fingers. And this happened in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, become a patron. If you want to yeah, check out, we're looking at you, King Charles. You've got the money. Life. Yeah, for uh, and just as an advert, back. if you want to hear the full story of Jordan and Richard Dawkins, which by the way, ah, is please don't full story. Great, become no, a patron no. and check out the pre-show for the last pod. You and won't regret it. Everyone, just cancel your subscriptions. No, okay? And if you want the saucy details of of that I got into, I mean, observed, sign up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That uh, save was not much better than the original sentence. <laughs> Take it, Charlie. Either one you he's want. He's talking about him seeing other people doing it in court. He's not. He didn't sit there and do nothing when someone else was that. Okay, all right. Just, just thanks so for, you can't for take that out of context. Thanks for Thank you, everybody. For